Good evening, everyone. We're on Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And this is a really good chapter because we have some interesting comments that are made here. And I'm going to read a few of them to you. Mm -hmm. I observe that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. Another thing that's discussed in this chapter is the advantages of companionship. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all so meaningless and depressing. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can help keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And finally, the last thing which everyone knows I love, the futility of political power. It is better to be a poor but wise youth than an old and foolish king who refuses all advice. Such a youth could rise from poverty and succeed. He might even become king, though he has been in prison. But then everyone rushes to the side of yet another youth who replaces him. Endless crowds stand around him, but then another generation grows up and rejects him too. So all is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Mm. Wow, there's a lot there. Oh my there, God, there's a lot to be said wow. in all three categories. Yeah, there is. You know, there's envious people out here who watches their neighbor to keep up with the Joneses, you yep. know? Mm -hmm. They're like, you have a Mercedes Benz, now I have to take three jobs to get a Mercedes Benz. Yep. And people would literally work themselves to death to keep up with their neighbors. And this is so meaningless. Because you die and you can't take your Mercedes Benz with you. Well, not only that, but from a simple standpoint, how do you know what people went through to get what they have? That's it's the so thing. easy to look at people and envy what they have and say, oh, that person doesn't deserve that. Or that woman doesn't deserve that man. Look at her. You know, and mm -hmm. some people will say those things in such a crude way. But really, do you know anything about that person? Maybe that person is a wonderful individual with, with such a great giving personality that that's what attracts someone to them. Mm -hmm. Or that person who has a lot has really sacrificed a lot. Maybe that person was working from they were young. They set aside money. They had a plan for themselves. And all of these things happily came together for them. But that's how they achieve success. So envying other people is a real downer. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I can come into an inheritance, you know, and, and that's how I gain my success. But should that, should that bother you to the point where you have to compete with me? Yeah, it's very true. And it does bother a lot of people. Some people actually refuse to even be around people if they think that they have more materially than they do or are on the ball in some other way. They will just find a way to try to talk about people behind their back mm -hmm. and try to belittle them in that way because they can't really take them on in any, you know, forward, uh, ever present, you know, everyday kind of uh, way. The only thing that upsets me is the people who are super rich, but they don't give back. That, that kind of upset me, oh. but I don't envy them, but it upset me that they don't share their blessings. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah. and if their blessings is not from God, then probably they should just keep it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, because there's two ways to earn it. Yeah, that's very true. But then I've also noticed too, which kind of disgusts me is so many people who hit that plateau have so many hidden kinks. 
you know, mm-hmm. that almost put the successes they've made in one area at risk. Like, why do you have to, you know, appear to be so uh, walking the straight and narrow in real life? And yet behind the scenes, you could be a pervert yeah. that, you know, has an island somewhere where you're, you know, recruiting young girls or something. And, you know, eventually people always get nailed for the, for the way they're living this kind of Well, the darkness existence. must come to life, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like, don't envy people unless you really know the real person. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't afford to be that way. No, and it's not a good way to be. And that's the thing. That's the problem. And that's just human in general, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, like you, you just can't get away from that. And even if you work 12 hours a day to earn your own pay, they say, why are you working so much? But what can you do even when you have a goal to achieve, right? Yeah, you have to give it your best. But I think this is the next area coming up is definitely your forte, Deb. You 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 love the idea of companionship and well, what it I says do. about this. I do yeah. love the idea of companionship because it's so important, you know, I mean, to have some, to have that person in your life. Yeah, how you... many times have you heard people say, I don't need anyone. Oh. I can do it my way. I can do it I by can do myself. It on my own. Yeah, I can do it on my own. I don't need jack squat you know forget it i'm i'm this well they're in denial yeah they're in denial because you know the bible says two are better than one they can help each other succeed without any enviousness right well what is the grounding principle i think that's coming through in these chapters also is the fact that um you we need people we are instructed not only to love ourselves in a balanced way, but to love other people, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, mm-hmm. which means right away, we have to see the value in other people. No man is an island. That has never been truer at this time in life than it is right now. Exactly. No, listen, cooperating with others has advantages, right? Life is designed for companionship, not isolation, for intimacy, not loneliness. Some people prefer isolation thinking they cannot trust anyone. Yeah. I mean, we're not here on earth to serve ourselves, however, but to serve God and others. So don't isolate yourself and try to go at it alone. Seek companionship. Be a team member. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the last part here that says three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now he's not saying to have a threesome here because I know some people <laughs> mine will go there. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, that is already the forte of the sexual pleasures that yeah, people are seeking. Exactly. Right? But yeah. what he's saying is, and if you're going to have a tree, it's better include him exactly. as, the th- as the third person. And that's what makes the cord stronger. You, your partner and God. And God. Yep. Right. So, I mean, each to their own, but at the same time, loneliness is really a silent killer and we see it all the time in in our long-term care facilities when these residents come in and and they don't have anybody to talk to because you know the nurses the, the caretakers the, everybody's busy trying to get things well how done many for people them. deb unfortunately just dump off older people when they get to a certain point it's in their true. life and you know it's a shame to have to say that but basically they become inconveniences you know yes. they become burdens and people are like well i've got my own family i've got my priorities i want to do this that and everything and it's a burden for me to have to give them care or to have to give them consideration but what i've noticed now is since the pandemic there's a lot of guilt feeling has been you know coming from the family members because now the loved ones is in a place isolated and they can't come to visit but yeah they're they're spending their parents money 
Yeah, very you know, true. Yeah, they're spending their money. Sometimes some of them don't even have proper clothing. They don't buy clothing for their family. They don't treat them very well. And then on top of that, the loneliness is really the key that takes these people's heart away because they used to have their daughter or their son or their husband, you know, or even their pet yep. with them. And now they're just alone with strangers. And a lot of them are still cognitive and realize like, I, I you know, I have residency. I want to go home and it breaks my heart to say, well, sweetie, this is your home. No, no, it's not my home. Yeah. Where is my daughter? Where is my son? Where is my little bougie? You know? And, and I know that they're very, sad and angry because they're out of their place yeah that's so true I, I i love your point about loneliness because i do hear more about that each and every day is that people really will call all these helplines and they will even you know go to sites like tiktok looking for psychiatric advice mm -hmm. you know because they're lonely and they'll just come right out and it, it isn't just older people it's a lot of people that are in their 20s that all of a sudden can't you know have the gatherings that they once did you know mm -hmm. with their friends and everything and all of a sudden they realize that they're by themselves and for some people that's the most haunting experience depression because, is the worst thing yeah. that a person could slip into and that's because of um companion lack of companionship isolation puts people into depression it's true they just all of a sudden you know they have so much time to think and that process of being alone gives you uh, just kind of a scary, like a movie that you're playing over and over in your head again, mm -hmm. you know, that that's just missing some key pieces. And all of a sudden you, you feel really, really isolated and really sad. And, you know, loneliness, I, I sort of used to laugh at people and I used to say, you know, I never, and it's true to, for me anyway, I don't really feel lonely because I always find something to do with myself. I'm mm -hmm. the kind of person that can go from one thing, even if it's a crazy thing, like a lot of women will say, don't ever give me an iron, you know, you may as well give me an ax, you know, because yeah. they don't like to iron anything. Yeah. But for me, if I have time and I can just put things together, I can turn on my radio and iron for two hours and I love it, you know? I, so, I mean, it's not just watching a good movie or things, but to be honest, sometimes you have to be with yourself and not by yourself. Yes. So you have to find a way to, to realize I'm not really alone. I'm just not in a crowd of people. But because I have my companionship, I can have some fun and I Absolutely. can enjoy myself. Yeah. And even people who are in relationships, are, it's almost as if they're not in a relationship because you have a partner in your house, but you're still lonely. You know, wow. because, and, yep. and, and that is the ultimate setup for cheating, adultery, fornication, because you're not giving your attention to that person who is in front of you, let alone the person who's not in front of you. Very well said. You and know, that, I and think that's, that's selfish yeah, people. It's missing a lot in relationships these days is yes. the communication aspect. Because and, if God yeah. is saying to me, two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other reach out and help. Like some of us yawn for those kind of help. Helping. We yawn for that. We yawn for our partner to say, sweetie, I love you. Or sometimes you can sit with a person without saying anything and just knowing the satisfaction of your presence is there is so much more satisfying than you opening your mouth. Oh, wow. And people don't yep. even understand that. That's true. It doesn't take much to make people feel alive and feel like they're loved and feel like they belong or they fit in. It's just your presence and your attitude has a lot to how people feel. It's how you project your attitude on them. Yeah, well, Cause you can be there and mm -hmm. make a person feel like you don't really need them there without saying anything. Oh, it's, it's very true. And, and you, you notice a lot in even 
marital relationships that, you know, one spouse is just so cold and so disinterested. You know, they just like to kick off orders. But basically, do you ever sit down and ask your wife, how are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? You know, can I hold your hand? Can I look into your eyes and tell you that I'm with you and that I'm, you know, we're on a journey together and I'm always going to try to help you and care about you and love you. How many people hear that? Not too many. No. no. And you make you ask him, you, 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 it makes you ask yourself the question, what is it that draws together that drives us apart now? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good can point. we even find that barrier? Can we even find that middle ground? What bring us together that's separating us now and sometimes you can't even find it because one person is not willing to do the work or to to help the situation gets better all right so we're moving on to the futility of political power jackie we know that a fool who opens his mouth sometimes have not the best things to say oh boy so in this case it's better to be a poor but wise you that an old and foolish king who refuse all advice and we know a lot of people a lot of people has opinions, but not all opinions are welcome. Well, I think when you say foolish, and especially when you're talking about leadership, I mean, we obviously gravitate to that one leader, uh, you know, that is causing a lot of crisis in the world right now, who shall remain nameless in the context. We will just sort of talk around him. But truthfully, first of all, some people in politics tend to think of themselves as a king. They really do tend to think of themselves as ruling over a kingdom of subjects. And that's okay if you're Vladimir Putin in Russia, because that's kind of how things operate. You know, you get rid of anybody who who uh, makes a comment or who poses a threat to uh, to your regime. But the truth is, in most cases, you know, um, when you're in a position of power politically, you're meant to serve. You're meant to care about people. You're meant to represent by providing an example. And that example should be not only strong leadership, but it should be trying to find the very best for the people that you have been given the right, you know, to make decisions about. You know, um, it breaks my heart what's happening in the United States right now. It absolutely breaks my heart. And it can't come down to anything except failed leadership. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry when people say, well, you know, you're dumping on this person or that person. No, I mean... Somebody who, you know, right now who is mulling over a loss that was clearly in the millions of -hmm. votes and has shut down the government to the point where he doesn't care about espionage. He doesn't care about the safety of his own people. He doesn't care about, you know, incredible death and loss and the inability to find the resources to even care for those who are sick has something deeply disturbing in their psyche. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's a generational thing, you know, and and I see it on every level, because as time goes by, we will elect one president, and everybody would love him, but then we get another president, and then people love him even more, and then we get another president, and people love him less. You know, it changes as people changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to really find, it's just like. Us humans take our, take away ourselves from the political world and look at ourselves in the simplicity as it is. You grew up having your elementary friend, and you have outgrown your elementary friend, and then you get your high school friend, and you've outgrown your high school friend, and maybe some people still have their elementary friends in their life, and those are people that is with you. You know they have your back, and it's same thing with the political system. Like I always say, in the political system, listen. They don't have anybody's back. We're just collateral damage. 
we did we're just an advancement to make them get to the next plateau in on in their career we all need the advancement that helps them to get more money in their pocket through our tax paying right we're an advancement for them because what are they doing for us like take for example right now we have the vaccines I wish more political leaders will line up to take this vaccine to show that they believe that it is a safe thing for other people to do. But they're not using themselves as example. They're letting us use themselves as example, whether it affects us negatively or positively. Well, I do think, though, Deb, that to a certain extent, politics can be something where you do see compassion in leaders. And I think in Canada, we have a leader like that in Justin Trudeau. And I would, would give him complete kudos for the concern he shows for Canadians, you know, especially during this crisis. Absolutely. He has made a lot of efforts to make money available to people who desperately need it on a personal level and in business. And I think that there are leaders who you can really say care about people. And it's it's not just all about themselves. And I think this is the problem here, is that when we're looking at the futility of political power, I think it becomes futile when holding on to that power is the only thing that matters to you. The people that you're serving don't matter. And I think that this is what is a, a terrible season of life to be in when you have a leader who is just so intrinsically selfish, manipulative, greedy, and um, cold and dispassionate that you're going to run into trouble. And I just think that um, Joe Biden, and I'm going to say his name, I think that he will make a good president of the United States. I think he's going to have a very difficult time governing. I think it is a fiercely divided country. I think there's open hatred there from one group to the next. I think there is the potential for more violence and more social unrest. But I do believe that this man has a spirit. I, I see uh, the essence of true compassion and love in this man, partly because he has suffered so much in his life. He lost his his first wife and his, his baby daughter mm -hmm. in a vicious uh, car accident just when he was building his career. Mm -hmm. And he is somebody who I think is the first president to be in a long time who has really gone across the political spectrum and seen the good and bad and admitted his mistakes. And I think really maybe he may be able to teach us a lesson, God willing, if he gets the chance to be at the forefront of trying to reverse some of the bad decisions that have crippled this country up to this point. Well, in closing, I want to say, you know, people are very fickle, changing quickly and easily. How much better to seek God's approval because his love never changes. That's true. Very true. Well, that's a nice ending, Deb. So we would like to say, I hope everyone enjoys our uh, segments to try to enrich your spirituality. My name is Jackie. And my name is Deborah. And just to let you guys know, this is our last segment for the year. We will see you back in 2020, 2021 with um, more exciting spiritual uh, news. Yes, yeah. we will. And we will try to make it between spirituality and tie it into what's happening in today's society because it's so important that we blend both of them to show the comparison of God's word, making it so powerful and true to our lives and rich to our lives. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be safe. Wear your mask. Sanitize your hands. Six feet apart. And let's see what 2021 brings. Yes, limit your social gatherings yes. out of love and respect for yes. other people. God Thanks. bless. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.